The world of Dungeons and Dragons is filled with all kinds of beings and entities. From the drow, elves who live in the Underdark, to the angels, celestial agents, sent forth to further God's agenda. There are the Dryad, creatures of the forest with ties to the Fae. These are but a glimpse into the extensive world of D&D. And for a sensitive like Jamie, partial truth to the beings and entities she has encountered. In part two of our conversation with Jamie, we talk about her scariest experiences, the different abilities of her family, and how she customizes her D&D games to be more truthful to the actual paranormal world we live in. Enjoy. Of course, uh, our podcast being a paranormal podcast, we would ask you some scary <laughs> scary uh, experiences. Uh, if if you again, if you would like to share, do you have any particular scary experiences that you know? I'm not sure if you've experienced that in England or the other countries you've been to. But given that, do you have like really creepy experiences that you, you you can share with us? Well, like I said, the most creepy uh, were the I, I think the most creepy stuff is where I've actually had negative entities that kind of tend to pop out at me. <laughs> Okay. I'm 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 not good with with frights. Yes. I I don't like it when when things pop out at me. I I absolutely and some beings tend to do that every <laughs> once in a while. There's this this yeah. uh, there's this old woman entity that used to follow me around, and she was very um she she knew that I was scared. I I never dared ask her anything or kind of investigate what she was but she would follow me around from time to time and she would um she had this horrible habit of every time there was something dark around because i was with um i was living with a person who had lots of negative energy and it really really affected what we had around us he would attract uh he would attract angry spirits constantly and kind of attract demons, and uh, so there's there there were several scary stories around that. And one of the things that really bugged me that anytime there was like this, anytime a demon would show up around him, she would pop up too, <laughs> and and she would kind of give me frights every time I was trying to look for like for instance, look for the demon to kind of like figure out where they were or yeah. what they were doing. She would just. She, she would sense that I was sending my mind out. Yes. And she would pop up. Always oh, so scared. Oh, I, I absolutely hated it. I was, Why do you do this? Yes. Why do you keep popping out at me? And um, I've had a couple of times because because I'm very sensitive to channeling. Yes. That um, negative entities, like I'm calling them demons for now, but that yeah. they were it's just the negative energies. Yeah. yeah, and they would kind of try and take over. And I would uh, become very moody and very uh, negative, and I would have very dark thoughts. Usually, not not towards myself, but more on on the sense of someone else being very weak and want, wanting to destroy them in some way or another. So, that's, and that's not me yeah. <laughs> at all, as most people know. So, uh, and one time, even someone burned sage around me mm-hmm. when I was in that mood. And when it came near me, the sage just burst 
it just kind of exploded. There was this, physically burst. Yeah. Yeah. And there was just this loud bang. And all of a sudden there was this sparks flying down on me. And I was absolutely repelled by the smoke. I, I just couldn't be near it. I was crawling into a ball and, and, and screaming to get it away from me and stuff. And then afterwards, um, later, when, when I was in a more positive headspace, when I was kind of rid of that entity, I'd never had that problem again. And of course, what I said about the, the one with the dream earlier. With the, yes, without surrounding you. Yeah, and, and, and kind of hanging in my face and stuff, <laughs> that, that kind of stuff. That, that's the stuff that really um, got to me. But uh, there's something strange that happens, and it's part um, something I wanted to ask you as well, based yes, on what, how, how you experienced this. Um, because um, every time I get scared, or if there's a negative entity around me and I, I, I get scared, stuff will happen. Like I've had drawers open and um, cupboard doors just flying open and shut and stuff or weird banging starting around me or uh, like smoke going up and then all of a sudden going down again. The, uh, smoke manifesting in front of you. Is it like, uh, what color? No, like, for instance, if, if um, there was incense burning, mm, okay. the smoke would go up like normal. And then yeah. all of a sudden, uh, if I got scared, the smoke would start flowing down. It would okay. kind of like curve and go down yeah, again. Yeah. And then spread across the floor. So that was really weird. <laughs> but um, the thing that I was curious about, because my my actually my mum and my my dad and my sister all have other paranormal experiences as well. And my dad had really um, prophetic dreams. I I've had them too. And my sister is really good at guessing things. Like she she we were playing a game and intuition. She, Yes, and she, and she kind of guessed the order of cards that were in my hand, the exact cards. Yes. And also the exact order that they were in. Yes. So I, I got really upset with her because we were playing the game. She, she was like, oh, you have this, cheating, this, this, yeah. this, this. <laughs> she felt she was That's cheating. That's what I said. I, I said, you're cheating. And she, she, she got really upset. Poor thing. And uh, But my mom actually has had things... Um, I've actually seen her bend a spoon because she was angry. She was just holding a spoon and all of a sudden you saw the spoon bend because she, she was really angry and she was waving the spoon around and all of a sudden you just saw the spoon curve. Yeah. And we all stopped fighting and, she, and we all just <laughs> when we're looking at the spoon like, yeah. she said, am I the only one seeing this? And I was like, oh, I thought I was the only one seeing it. And, and to this day that spoon is bent. Have you heard of Uri Geller? Yes. Yeah, if you can, yeah. So that's him also. He has that uh, ability to. So again, for for people who who haven't heard of him, it it's, it seems like a, a a parlor trick. But again, it shows you the power of the mind, the power of yes, the mind so, in, in intention. And and she's had. Um, she was angry at one point, and she was holding a cup, and the cup literally just exploded, and she was only holding the handle yeah. afterwards. <laughs> It, it always stops the fighting, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever she got upset, stuff like that would happen. And so I'm, I'm, uh, g given that I have drawers opening whenever I'm, I'm scared or upset. Uh, I, I was wondering, how do you feel? Do you think it's something that we inherit? Do you think it's something that genetically passed on? Actually, from from the people we've talked to, 
it's always they would share their sensitivity and then we would find out their mother had it just last just yesterday we were talking to this girl she has a different again she has a different experience but she was telling us her mom was devoutly christian and for her whenever something strange would happen everything would go silent and then she would have this heavy feeling and then she knows there's something it's either there's an, a creature or a spirit that's how she she experienced it and then we found out from her stories that her mother had it again from the evidence that we've from the people we've talked to it's always it's something passed down and what i'm trying to do is for the people in the philippines is i'm trying to find out what area of the philippines these people come from what what region and and i found out that mostly mostly it's in the southern region near that that spiritual that hidden city so my theory is their offspring their 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 crossbreed that's that's my theory oh, that's, that's my theory that's, that's a really interesting theory because i i wonder what it would be like in the netherlands then if there's some origin as well because uh like i said like my, my mom's dutch and my dad's english and they both had uh experiences and so have i that are i've, I've had experiences similar to what they've had because um for instance my dad predicted the death of a pope mm-hmm. he he woke up because uh, my my father's side of the family is catholic as well so they, they they woke up and my dad was uh, crying and he said uh that the and my so my grandfather woke up to him he said why are you crying he said the pope's died and then um a few hours later they turned on the tv in the morning and they heard that the pope had died and uh, like, and my dad's out of body experiences and stuff as well. I've also had a dream. I've, I've actually seen. I've probably probably seen the murder of a famous murder here in the Netherlands. I've seen it in my dream mm. before it happened. The day before the day it before it happened. Wow. Yeah, I had a dream that I was dropping a kid off at school, and I was walking to my car, and someone arrived on a scooter and he shot me five times and I saw his face and everything and then I woke up thinking this has some connection to my sister and then um, later my sister was home late so I was really worried about her and then she told me that uh, the man that had sold her her uh, music instrument she was having music lessons and the man that had sold her her music instrument and he was friends with her teacher that he had been dropping his kid off at school and that he had been shot a couple of times in the chest walking back to his car and uh, the media didn't say anything about uh, the killer only that they were on a scooter and that they had shot three to six times and um, that he was of a certain heritage and that matched my description of what I saw in the dream exactly mm-hmm. including like the, the gates of the school because yeah. they showed aerial pictures of where it could happen and even the gates of the school, everything was identical i've seen this killer's face possibly yes i remember seeing it very clearly i remember seeing a face but they still haven't caught whoever's done it so that's uh, an interest it, it, that's an interesting thing to kind of share with my my parents as well because they also have had these experiences 
the clarity of the ability is different for again for people. Probably you inherited your clarity from your from your dad who got, who knew, knew that the Pope would would pass away. Do you, did, oh yeah, actually your your Reddit post mentioned uh, that boy. Remember that you dreamt of this this your crush when you were younger. Oh yes. Would you would you want to tell that story? Yes, uh, uh, there was this uh, boy in my in my class when I was I I think I was maybe six or seven or something and. Um, I I I I've always had kind of a thing for the silent type, so ever ever since I was young. And this guy, this this little boy, he wouldn't say much, and he would uh, always be in class with me, and he would kind of be, he he'd look around, he'd never stick up his hand to answer questions or anything, but he was kind of sitting at one of the desks. And uh, I I had this huge crush on him, and I knew his name was Kevin, and. Uh, so we, yes, I, I was I was very fond of this boy, and then all of a sudden I had a dream one night that he had been run over by a train. That he'd been hit, that he'd fallen onto the tracks and he'd been hit by a train, and uh, that doctors were discussing him, the two, two doctors, and they said uh, that there was uh, a problem with his heart and his brain, and that they they that that had been like the the problem and they were they were very uh, dramatic about it in a way it's um so i i woke up crying and i i wanted to tell this boy like you know i i dreamt about you and i i always kind of we i think we spoke a couple of times because obviously i knew like his name was kevin and stuff like that and um but he didn't show up to school that day, and then he didn't show up the day after. And eventually, after like I think a week, I kind of asked my teacher, um, "Do you know if Kevin's coming back?" Because I wanted to tell him something. Has he has he moved or something, or is he sick? And um, they they didn't know who I was talking to. I was like, "Well, you know, you know the the, the blonde boy that sits on in that sits over there, and you know." And uh, the teacher had no idea, and I asked my classmates as well, like, "Have you, have you seen Kevin around?" And they were all like, "Why, no, we we don't know who that is. We we don't have anyone that looks like that or acts like that in our class." And uh, I was I was devastated <laughs> uh, to find out that you know he'd never been in our class, but I'd spoken to him a couple of times, and it's also not like the typical imaginary friend or something where they they play with you constantly or something it was very much a question of he was just in class and I happened to see him from a distance and I, I really liked him and, and stuff and I've never heard anything about him after that again so I still don't really know what happened there to this day there's there's still a part of me that just kind of thinks of him every now and again like that little boy in my class that just disappeared into thin hair and nobody knew about him. Is it possible that he was probably a ghost to begin with? I I, I think so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you have you've had a crush on a ghost. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it was it was my first crush. So I was absolutely devastated. Yes. <laughs> that's that's really special. For different people for different people they I mean for you as a young child, you saw that kid as really there he was solid right he was sitting down in that area 
for some people, uh, again, we've talked to a few people who have the abilities and they have different, uh, again, we have someone scheduled, I think, tomorrow that she described her her ability as just feeling, smelling, and sensing them, but she could not see. So again, it, it, it appears that people with abilities, they have different levels of clarity with regards to, or different senses are immersed. Yeah. yeah. So for you, uh, it, again, it's again, it's a discovery for me that you don't. Uh, it it doesn't come to you as a smell. The entities, the the being in the tree, because here usually some would attest to it, and they smell. When they smell something, they know there's an entity there. I will ask later f- for areas in the UK, but in in Amsterdam, what areas have uh, have the most activity in terms of spirits? Have you visited the castles in Utrecht? Castelhara have been because uh, they hold a fantasy festival every year mm. and I go with friends. And uh, so I, I have been there a couple of times. Um, I usually find that it's not the places where you would necessarily expect it. In, in England, though, I have been to several castles and yes, there's this. What do you see? <laughs> what do you see? Are they, are they in armor? Are... Um, we have this castle ruin in the south of the Netherlands, like the absolute tip of the south. Uh, we, you have this place called Falkenburg and there's there's a castle in the middle of the this, the city's kind of built around it, this, mm-hmm. this ruin. And uh, so so we went there and I saw an, I, I saw an entity looking out over the, over the fields from one of the, the, the these small windows that yes, they would have to, yes. and behind the wall there would be small slits that guards could look through and that he was just when I came close to him I kind of saw what he was seeing and there was no 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 real big village there no no, no real town there yet yeah. it was just kind of flat and uh, so, so I've seen some and I, I tend to leave him alone in yeah <laughs> Because they they've got their finger, and usually those are the kinds that are on a loop. Yes, the older ones. Yes, is uh, those are the ones that are kind of on a loop. So I find it really interesting to kind of see. But that that's one of the few in the Netherlands. I usually come across them in uh, parks or bridges. Like I I remember one time I was walking across a bridge near where I live. And I saw someone walking down the stairs on the other side of the bridge mm-hmm. where I was going, heading towards. And uh, But I knew that, that I, I could kind of sense that that wasn't a real person, that they weren't really there. And then I I had to go down that direction. And there's huge open field, so you can't really go anywhere. There's not really a place to hide. Yeah. If you were to walk down that stairs, you're in view yeah. for a long time. And there was absolutely no one no there. One there. And I, well, <laughs> but I could actually already tell when they were kind of walking down that they didn't look right. That they, they, they didn't look completely real or something. It's hard to explain. Yeah. And uh, I used to freak my sister out because there was one in her room. <laughs> spirit. And she hated it. Oh, she was so scared. Every time. What, what kind of spirit so was it? 
Uh, so there, there was this weird thing in our house that there was this wall of energy that I woke up against, and it horrible. Hated it every time I I would. Was that like a portal? I I'm not sure. I I sometimes this maybe it's like a ley line or something. Mm, okay, okay. But there was this spot in our house where if I would walk through, it would be like someone hit my third eye. Yeah. Like someone hit me right here. Yeah. On the forehead, and um. So it was kind of, uh, and right after I walked through that, always, that would be right near my sister's room. And I would look in, and I would see her sitting there with wet hair, with her back towards me. And uh, like like me, she has black hair, so but there, there's nothing black in her room. So it, it wasn't like, oh, it's the back of a chair or something yeah, it was yeah. that that was the only black thing in her room would, would be her hair because her whole room was yellow okay i would always see her sitting there with wet hair and she wouldn't turn around and i would uh, just walk by maybe say something like hi or <laughs> hope you had a nice shower or something mm-hmm. and then i would walk down and she would be sitting in the living room <laughs> and uh, so it, 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 i didn't tell her for a, for a while and after a while she she kind of asked me like do you see anything in this house and I said well yeah I see someone in your room <laughs> oh she she was not happy she had such trouble sleeping after that I felt so bad <laughs> among your family you're the only one who sees spirits because your mom has different abilities and your dad has premonition but uh, my dad has had some experiences when he was younger he but he's uh kind of grown out of them because he was very scared of them he was so um well he, he, he was raised to kind of be to kind of be scared of that kind of stuff i think the fact that you developed it and you i mean you cultivated it that that's a reason why you i mean you still have it because some people again some people we've talked to who refused to i mean didn't agree to talk to us is because they just they say that the more you talk about it the more you attract it that's what they say, but yeah. for well, for us, it's I don't want to attract anything, but <laughs> we want to understand. We want to understand what 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 uh, this invisible world is. This 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 thing we cannot see. Um. Well, I don't know what what it's like for other people. Like for instance, I don't know if if Sam has experienced something similar, but uh, I find that it depends on your emotions. That if you're very scared of something. If if I get scared, I'll attract them way more. Than when you're positive. Yeah. When when you got angry, these things would appear, right? Yes, and uh, and same with like when I was scared, like when I said earlier, like things will start to, start to move, because um, it's almost like you you. Well, b- based on what I see with my synesthesia, I see energy coming off people constantly this constant stream of energy that just comes out of people and it's different based on your mood how much comes out at what uh frequency almost it comes out because it moves it kind of vibrates when it comes out of people and so that depends on how people experience what comes off someone this feeling that you get like oh someone's being someone can be sitting quietly but you can feel like oh they're upset or oh they're actually angry that because this this vibration comes off them that i can see so, see and feel yeah yeah ex- exactly so i've noticed that when i get upset 
that more energy will come off me. And the same goes for other people that if you get negative emotions, that it will kind of spread out of you, that emotion. It will kind of leak out at all sides. And it has a much bigger range of reaching people than if you're happy. So probably these entities see it and are attracted to that. I mean, negative entities. I would assume that they're attracted to this, whatever energy you're releasing if you're angry or scared. Yes, it's kind of like you're leaking yeah. energy. Um, I've also heard that uh, physically locking your third eye, like putting something in front of it also helps. There's people that deliberately do this with their crown chakra. If their crown chakra is open, they will deliberately, um, what they call, veil it. So they'll put something on top of it to kind of help contain it because otherwise they find that it's too much for them to have that open. And so the same goes for the third eye. That if you can uh, find something to kind of block it, that it, it helps. But the the light is definitely a, post, a very positive thing that happens, that's used a lot. Mm, okay. So uh, I, I did also learn that as well. Even the belief that you are protected really helps in how protected you are. So that's, uh, that, that's an interesting story as well, because um, I know several people that are very sensitive, but because they believe that they are protected, that they are safe. Uh, Nothing bad ever happens to them. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I've I've seen someone who had um this, this was the the mum of that guy that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Who uh so she like every everyone when they went to that attic they would get yeah. very uncomfortable because there was this nasty spirit there, but she would just go there and like be whistling while she was doing the laundry and she would just we all happy and I actually went up and I actually saw that he the spirit was trying to attack her or trying to latch onto her but she believed that she was protected and that she was safe and she so nothing happened to her she was the only one who didn't experience anything in the attic even though she was probably the most sensitive because I think that that's where uh, that, that family was sensitive too and she would tell stories about her mother uh, having very powerful experiences but she never experienced anything because she was always just very she always believed that she was safe that, that nothing ha would harm her and you could I, I could actually see that this negative entity was trying to latch onto her trying to hurt her and she was just uh, well almost like she was shielded by her own positivity so that's a very interesting if you truly believe that you are safe and that's you are strong enough or that there's something protecting you then yeah. you are they can't do nearly as much <laughs> yeah it's very interesting because that's the same story again from the exorcist he said of course after exercising the entity he didn't say it was a demon or whatever but he after exercising that entity from that girl of course he couldn't protect her 24 7 for some reason that girl attracted evil entity so he advised the girl that whenever you feel that entity coming to attack you again just be positive so this girl knew that entity was coming because she would get goosebumps her cat would her cat would uh, react so she knew it's coming so what the the exorcist told her was be just be happy same as your story that she would be whistling and she would be happy so the girl would what the girl would do was she'd play music she would dance she would sing 
and it eventually uh, the exorcist said that spirit that negative spirit just gave up because every time it tried to latch on to you you were happy and you were positive and it it didn't it so it's it's, it's a very interesting side because again you you're saying the same thing with the mom the dancing as well i advise my friends uh, if something is wrong with uh, if if they are having a bad mood and they're very uh, ha- they have this heavy presence around them and i sense something bad in the room uh, because some of my f- friends are also very uh, spiritual so sometimes like for instance that's one of the people I talk to my guides with uh, what, I, what I would say is you know what just stand up with me and we're just going to put on a nice song and we're just going to dance and it would stop it, it would drive away all the negativity so that's that's really beautiful but uh, it, it's it's kind of weird to have this to do this as because several people have told me like you should do this as a job and it's at on the one hand it's tempting on the other hand i don't think it's really for me yes i, I think uh it, it would be too much of the same thing so i have mm-hmm. lots of respect for people who can do it and help other people with it and i i do know all the tricks and i can help and i i've, I've definitely heard lots of stories i've seen lots of things but to actually be able to do that 24 7 to just yes. just do that that would be i think too much for me so uh, that's why i eventually uh, stopped that going down that path because that was a path that i was on that i would also do that kind of work as that exorcist as you were talking about but eventually i was constantly not myself because i was also constantly channeling my spirits yes my, my spirit guys i was constantly channeling uh, the energy of the entities that wanted to be there to, to kind of know what they wanted. And I was just, I felt very pushed away. My my own personality yeah. soul felt very yeah. pushed away to the background. So eventually I stopped doing that. That's uh, immense respect for those who can, who can actually. Uh... Yes. Actually for here in the Philippines, the supposed to be witch doctors. So there are like two sides to the story in the Philippines. So there are witch doctors and there are, they call them, uh, well, general term, they're witches. So, uh, curses. So, curses do happen also here. We've heard stories. And the it's like witchcraft, technically. So, the witch doctors are the good ones. And the witches are the bad ones. So, they constantly fight also. They constantly, if someone is cursed, they will go to a witch doctor. And the witch doctor will treat them and find out who cast the curse. The witch doctors here, they, they do not charge anything. They will just... You, if you ask them how much do, do I pay you, and they just say, "Whatever you want," <laughs> they do not. So it's not a viable, it's not a viable job actually here because they feel maybe it's a Catholic thing that they feel that it's a gift, and I'm just helping people. If they give back to me, then good. If they don't, it's harder for them. Uh, it's uh, I I think that's a good thing because sometimes what you see here is that people will kind of. If once they start asking money, like we have a lot of mediums here, and um, a lot of those mediums are just seen as uh, scammers because, well, some obviously are, but obviously I, I know that that's not the only reason that people become mediums. But the second you start asking money for it, it corrupts your intentions. I feel, and and that's uh, I, I think that that's really the the problem that these mediums then face it corrupts them so they even lose their ability or or it becomes 
warped or distorted or something because yeah i i mean i'm per personally i'm a buddhist mm -hmm. and uh based on that they also say like well it's it's a gift yeah ironically enough i've had more problems with uh christianity than i have had with uh um with certain other other religions because i've had some people have been really nice to me have said oh this is a gift from god you mm. know this, this is given to you for a reason yeah and this is a gift from god for you to help other people and i find that such a lovely notion uh but i've also had people tell me this is the de this is the devil yes devil's this, work yeah th this is the devil's work and he's tricking you and you have been tempted by witchcraft and yeah. evil <laughs> and that's why you have this gift and you're going straight to hell for it. So it's that to me was kind of painful. So I've had more uh, trouble with Christianity than with other religions. I've, like I've not had this discussion with many other religious types. I mostly, the Netherlands are pretty Christian as well, especially parts where I'm in are, are, are pretty Christian. Um, but so so that that's kind of this difference that uh it it was very difficult for me to accept it as a as a kid because i thought it was evil because i've been told it was evil yes and now later i, I kind of realized that it's it's not <laughs> it's not it's not it's, it's um, not yes yeah you you can do amazing work with it if you are strong enough and you you are so inclined <laughs> yes <laughs> Most of the people we talk to here, because most of the people, most of the guests we have are Filipinos. Again, they choose not to divulge their identity because they will be judged by the religious zealots here <laughs> who feel that it's a gift from the devil. That's why, again, I will cut back to Sam that uh, he doesn't tell his, well, most of his uh, relatives about it because they will... He doesn't get anyone to talk to about it because he cannot talk to them about it. That's why, again, this is a good thing for us to talk about so that people will understand that it's normal. It's 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 there, but it's not a lot of people have it, but it's normal. I mean, it doesn't mean you're, you're strange or you're different. It's just that it's a different ability to have. Yes, it's a different part of life. And... Uh... I I I think it's uh it, it's sad that we can't openly discuss this stuff with each other. You know, it, it, you have to be very lucky to find someone else that has similar abilities and is open to it. That's like, for instance, why I like going to those to those fantasy festivals because you meet more open-minded people, and um, why it, it's also why I love uh, you know in my work I. Believe we briefly discussed this on uh, on Reddit as well that I I played lots of Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, yes. The game, which is also considered to be satanic yes. by some people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, it, it it's uh, I, I actually use it uh, to help people with uh, with trauma and and problems as as kind of we we, we run a charity where we do that. So, so yeah, it's and. I, I I always put stuff in from my own experiences. Like they have in in D and D, they have, they have yeah. something called the Feywild, where yes, you yes, have all yes. these fairies. So I will 
most definitely put that in my campaigns or from the elemental planes they yes. have there there as well so i always put that kind of stuff in and i absolutely avoid putting in uh undeads and demons <laughs> because it just feels like you're you're it, it tiefling. Feel... about the tiefling yeah would you consider the tiefling a demon tieflings i don't mind putting in because okay. uh but it, it's just more the actual um like hell places or necromancy stuff like that that's for me somehow feels a bit too real a bit too personal versus the the lighter stuff the lighter side of it where you know where i see these elemental creatures and stuff and i i absolutely love my time with it with, with them because they are or have always been very inviting to me in a way if, if that's a good thing or not i don't know but they have always been very uh friendly to me and and kind of uh more interested than hostile or anything so i tend to put encounters with magical creatures in my games as well yes <laughs> so do you dm or do you play a character uh mostly i i mostly dm because uh yeah like like i said um 5e do you stick with 5e or are you going with the older ones uh i've done i've done several i've done uh, ad and i've even done one session of od and what's od and Original D&D. Oh, That's original the D&D. Okay. And then you have you have original D&D, then you have advanced D&D, then you have advanced D&D 2, Two which I yes. think is just, second, just considered second edition. Yeah. Uh, and then you have third edition, three and a half, Pathfinder, Pathfinder, second edition, <laughs> fourth edition. Yeah. So you did Pathfinder also. Yeah, I've d- done Pathfinder, okay. I've done AD&D, and I've done OD&D. And I do, mostly do 5th edition. Okay. How do you like the 5th now? It, it's easiest to kind of get into, especially for new players, which is uh, mostly what I work with because I work with uh, kids. And we kind of uh, we, we kind of use it as a way for them to open up about um, their feelings. They, they give them safe, We give them a safe space to kind of practice with stuff like uh, social anxiety like if they're scared to talk to people this gives them safe space with friends that they get to know over time uh to kind of get that connection to kind of get that uh part of exercise but th- that is so that's the closest i come to using my paranormal experiences yes. in my work <laughs> so i incorporate it in the stories that i tell and i'm i'm, I'm assuming when you play with these children you can again with your empathy you can you kind of know what they're feeling and you can try to try to adjust to to what they're feeling definitely definitely it, it is challenging because you can sometimes see things that aren't necessarily intended for the game like if someone has a really bad day or or some really sad emotions or some trauma that they're hiding it can almost be distracting for me because I can, I can see that something's wrong and you don't know what's wrong so it's very tempting for the mind to start to guess like oh what's yeah. what's wrong with you are you yeah. upset with my game yeah okay, do you not okay. like it yes uh, well but at the same time it's probably something from their own home lives or or something like that you you don't really know especially with these kids that we work with but uh, it's very nice to do and uh, very rewarding so it's kind of the closest thing i get to using my abilities for good in in uh in real life because like i said i tried uh, more uh spiritual work and uh, while it's very rewarding it's also very much 
<laughs> yes. So, how many dice do you have? <laughs> Too many. Too many. Too many. I have um, a, I have a huge pouch that was made by a friend, and I have. I, th- I think I have like ten sets of dice. So that's like seventy dice in, that are just for me. And then I have dice specifically for my players that don't have dice for of their own. They can borrow dice. Yeah, so we have a, a bag specifically filled with dice for people that don't have them on their own. And I think I have like seven sets for that as well. And then I have 10 sets for myself. So that, that's uh, there's seven dice per set. So that's seven times 17. That's yes. roughly how many <laughs> dice I have. You have and then yes. my boyfriend, who is also the one that uh, helped me with this project and is actually the one that uh, has the most experience when it comes to um, he's actually trained to be a social worker so he can help on the different levels so we, we kind of work together with that and uh, he also has his own set of dice so we, we have very we have a lot of them <laughs> lying around in our house if we, we're ever attacked we can use d4s as cal as caltrops okay. <laughs> so being a social worker you can you can customize your campaigns to i mean you can customize the the touch points of the campaign to at least treat and uh, if since you know the problems of these kids you can adjust them accordingly that's nice yes that's what we try and do and so i i read the energy and tell and tell them paranormal stories to kind of like <laughs> set the mood be, yeah. based on my own experience but they don't have to know that and, yes. <laughs> um, and and then my, my boyfriend is the one that kind of looks at it from a social worker point because he's been educated in that and he kind of like helps them um on on a different level than i do so we kind of combined our forces to give D and kind of help people uh, as much as we can so that's <laughs> do you play with uh do you also play with figure uh, minis yes yes uh well we we uh i usually have i have a map that i can wipe out really easily mm, yes i, I kind of draw their position on the map because i don't have a lot of minis i've used uh coins pebbles candy uh the candy's really fun because then the kids get to eat it when they defeat <laughs> an enemy yeah so if, if you if you use a cookie as an enemy and then you say if you defeat it you can have the cookie yeah <laughs> makes them very motivated <laughs> Moving away from from uh, yeah yeah paranormal, but back to D and D. What what campaigns would you? I mean, what do you do? Uh, do you do your own campaigns or do you uh, retrofit it from the existing books? Uh, I usually do my own campaigns purely because uh, some of the lore that's written in uh, the, the the actual campaign books is uh, usually it 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 has its own story to tell. It has its own um, belief of how certain events went for instance in the books like that uh for me don't feel real because i like when i was with that uh, certain group that i told you about they um had conversations with people that would channel uh demons or dark entities deliberately so that they could kind of ask for information now i don't know how accurate that is of course i don't know how accurate that is because uh, you know obviously so there were people that were channeling angels or what they said were angels or light beings and then one person would uh, channel something dark and they would kind of like surround him with light entities and they would kind of ask him questions 
and so that that was to me i don't know how accurate that was and the information but the, the things that you hear the things that you get from that are so different than what they describe in the lore books but i found it really interesting the way it was described by these during these interviews let's call them that and so i if i want to incorporate something as dark as demons or devils i will go with a story that's more like what i heard from this entity than what's in the books well when in the books it's very this is what happened and this yeah. is like the history of it so i actually get into arguments with a friend of mine all the time <laughs> because he reads the books very faithfully yes. and he'll say well that's not how how it goes <laughs> it says that uh <laughs> It says that this and this demon made this and this deal, and yes. that's, that's how this happened. And I'm not like, yeah, but I'm not going to, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to put that. You don't in know there. the real story. <laughs> so, if you're comfortable sharing that, can you share part of what what the lore? I mean, the actual lore is. I mean, from, I mean, yeah, they're not accurate, but I'm really interested in. Maybe I can use that in my stories in my games. Uh, it's it's a little difficult to describe, mostly because um, it's. There, there was a lot of other lore as well surrounding the angels that they, or the light creatures that they used. Uh, they all had their own stories of events, and sometimes they would conflict and and stuff like that. So it's really like, for instance, there was this uh, very famous uh, channeler on YouTube, and we were watching that, and one of the other beings that was there would say, "He's exaggerating." Really? <laughs> like he's making. He's making it because they said that he was channeling a very powerful ancient angel, and uh, the other guys were listening and they said, Oh, we know that angel, and he tends to exaggerate. Really? <laughs> and so, like so there's this whole it is kind of complicated to get into now, but maybe I can now write some of it down and, and send you uh, a link. <laughs> So yes, if if you can send the link for that. Okay, yeah, it's it's interesting stuff, but <laughs> there's there's so many stories to tell. I, I mean, I I could probably sit here all day tell you and tell you different stories. And we stuff, we can I've sit here seen. forever. <laughs> probably, can... probably because I I also love hearing hearing your stories as well. So it's it's uh I, I think we would be here way too long if we <laughs> <laughs> fit everything in. Yes, Do, before we, we before we end, because I I've, I've taken up at least three hours we're going three hours already i'm sorry about that but uh do you have like questions for us i mean maybe you've heard of things in the philippines or if there are things that you want to know about that maybe we could uh, aside from that question about heritage do you have like any question about well i'm definitely interested in that uh in in that sun city that you told me about i'm very interested about you know what where they say that is or that that kind of stuff because I, I, like i said i've also been kind of studying that stuff for myself from places around the world as well specifically the part where this ancient civilization that's very tall and very magical mystical that they kind of have their own place so I'm, I'm, I'm really curious about that i'd love to learn more about it uh i have a deeper research on that um have you heard of the this? Uh, I'm not sure if it's called the religion, uh, theosophy. Uh, There's this uh, group, theosophy, by Madame Blavatsky. Uh, no, I haven't. No, okay. So you might want to look into that. So they have this belief, this this 
this group, the Theosophical Society of. This was built. This was started eighteen hundred, late eighteen hundreds, I think eighteen nineties. They believe that uh, Earth, our where we are now, we are in the fifth age. I think we're in the fifth age, and in the fourth age, that was Atlantis. Again, that that's their belief. Huh? That's Atlant Atlantis. So. Yeah. Uh, the, so that was an advanced, technically an advanced civilization. Yes. Before that was the third age, when whatever happened, it was either the deluge or I don't know what happened. That again, from again, I'm building the theory on that. That probably when when whatever happened, the great catastrophe happened. Parts of these uh, survivors of the advanced civilizations went to different yes. went to different nations, right? and eventually they crossbred. That's my theory yes. is that's how people with abilities have that the ability because it's passed through it's passed through your genes. So it, it of course it, it, it whittles down so you get less abilities the the farther you are from your from your original um, bloodline. So that that's my theory. If you want to read up on that, the Theosophical Society, but look for Madame Blavatsky. That's their theory. That's yeah. the belief, yeah. That's really interesting. And uh, well, you know, obviously, the, then a different party through that. My, neither of my parents see as much as me, but they both have something. But because they came together, maybe that's why I have so many. Yes, more. <laughs> so it's more like the bloodlines came together again and yeah. came more power. I don't know. It's yes. uh, like my, my sister obviously also has gifts, and my, my parents. And so it's. Uh, it's it's very weird to have that kind of realization that certain, that it's very family oriented, very family bound. Your sister does she have uh, the same abilities as you, or different? Uh, different. She she has more what they call knowing. Ah, uh, intuition. Yeah, intuition. Yeah. Yeah. So she, so she is very sensitive uh, to emotions and stuff as well. Uh, but for her, it's not visual, and also she's uh, kind of scared of the paranormal. But she does have that annoying habit to know exactly what, like, what cards you have in your hand, or uh, the, uh, she, she she she'll just know stuff sometimes she, out out of nothing. She'll just be able to sense things. She she practiced with it a little bit when we were uh, when I was in my twenties. She she kind of practiced with it a little bit. It's it's very interesting, but um, because my whole family eventually, because I came out and told more about myself and that I could see these things and stuff, especially uh, the synesthesia part with the energies that yes. I see coming from people. My my mom actually, for instance, started playing um, games with that as well, and she develops her powers more. Really? Wow! So so because she, because she was playing uh, games, like she would. Um, when I was a kid, she if she got mad, she would yeah. ha have this force emanate from her that almost felt like it was pushing me. And so, and because she also had like the spoons bending, yeah. and, and I, I said, well, obviously you're very strong at sending your energy in a very physical way. Yeah. So she starts practicing, uh, focusing on one point and kind of pushing her energy towards to that, that point. point. And uh, if it did go wrong at some point, like other people would hear this, they would probably shake their heads yeah. a lot. But um, she 
didn't really know the significance of the third eye yet. Yes. So she focused on it from my dad and sent a blast at him at the third eye. And he had a headache for, I think, like three days. <laughs> Were they fighting? Or is she just, she just wanted no, to No, no, she just really wanted to see if she could. Um, yeah. Because he, he was like, oh, I don't think it's real. And I think I can, I, I think I could stop you if you really tried. So she yeah. kind of took that as a challenge. <laughs> and she, she was like, okay, well, let's sit in front of each other and I'll try and, and push in, yeah. in on your third eye because that's obviously where you can sense it the most. Yes. So she wanted to make sure that he could sense if she pushed could, on yeah, him push with her energy. Yeah. So, but that's she pushed so hard that he got a headache for three days. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you, you probably shouldn't have done that, mom. Yeah. You, I don't think that's very healthy to, to push at someone's <laughs> third eye with your mental energy like that. What do you see when you when when she gets angry? Does she get a different what color or what what energy do you see when she gets angry? Uh, basically, the energy gets very dense mm. and it'll uh, whip around really fast, and it'll it'll kind of whip around really fast, and she'll just kind of um, almost like a hand slapping at someone. Because okay. I see uh, for, for me the the way I see it is an aura with tentacles kind of coming from it and the tentacles oh. interact with each other and so um they almost act like hands sometimes like if if you like someone it'll be like they're holding hands or shaking hands or hugging each other but if she's angry it's like her her like energy will kind of like slap at you like yeah. stay away from me and uh, so, so that's uh it, and like i said she could really push out a lot of energy at the same time so it would almost be for me like walking into a wall if i came too close she would kind of like push her energy out yeah. if she was upset so i would be whoa yeah oh that's uh she, she 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 would it would feel like i was being hit in the head with something yes actually to close this again thank you for your time we, we i just have one last question uh, uh if that's sure. okay okay uh right. i have a lots more but again to respect your time I will have one more we, one we, we should uh, otherwise we should, we should uh, get together again sometimes yes. because I find your story is really interesting as yes, well yes please actually I, I, I wish the others uh, our other guests could come because again they have again they have different abilities uh, one of my big questions is uh, the exorcist actually said for some reason this year uh, you mentioned this also the frequencies are because um, the way he explained it, uh, ghosts are on a different frequency. Elementals are on a different frequency. And for some reason, this year, the frequency, the, the, it has something to do with the earth. I'm not sure if it's the rotation or the movement from the experts, from the sensitive people, ability people he's been talking to. The frequencies this year are mixing. That's why we've have, uh, we've technically we've checked this with other people we've talked to. This guy who, who didn't have abilities, but his office was very haunted. For some reason, the start of this year, ghosts were popping out in their office. And again, I'm not sure if you've noticed it, particularly for this year, 2021, that the frequencies are meshing. That's why people are seeing more spirits. People are sp seeing more elementals. Have you had the same experience? Um, I ha have. It's... Um... It's it's interesting because at the moment, obviously, I'm trying not to focus on it too mm, much. Yes, because, yes. Um, with um, I'm currently wor working 
a very different job than I am usually and I I have noticed that other people are coming to me saying that they notice stuff and for, for me I don't see that much change because I always see stuff you know yeah. so it's it's for me not weird to see certain things, but I am hearing more and more people coming forward saying that they experience weird stuff. So I find that very interesting as well. Like people are becoming more sensitive almost, but actually before I, I, I think this was two years ago, I was really, really looking into um, both um, Earth's magnetic fields mm-hmm. and uh, the impact that solar energy has on it and there's natural peaks in how much energy comes from the sun and how the magnetic field reacts to that based on how strong the magnetic field of earth is at that time that's constantly shifting and what i noticed is that i would get um eventually because i started focusing on it i got really overly sensitive to the sun radiation interference because it, it it changes the frequencies around you so what happened every time there was a sunburst it it affects earth but every time that would happen or at any time there was a small shift in the magnetic field of the earth that, which you can see if you look at uh, certain weather sites will have charts of how the earth's magnetic field is doing and every time there was an, a difference in there i would immediately sense it and it would be very uh weird because everything seems to kind of blur together the spiritual world and the normal will kind of overlap in a way that i was unfamiliar with at the time so i think maybe that that could be the reason that it could be increasing because they are saying that that magnetic field is getting more and more unstable as the years go by because they think of uh, like i think a polar flip they, they that they think that that's coming so and that that they can see that something is changing in Earth's magnetic field. So if I were to guess, I would say that that is definitely the reason. Because I, when I looked into it, I definitely noticed that anytime there's a shift there, that these different dimensions with different frequencies they get very close together. So if I had to guess, I would say it has something to do with that. Even though I have not looked into it recently. Yes, but you have you have been hearing a lot of. People without abilities tell you that they're seeing things or experiencing. Yes, hearing their spirit guides or noticing uh, weird synchronicities, as they yes. call it, yes. manifesting a lot easier. If they wanted, if if they want something like, oh, I wanted a job, and uh, like a few days later, the phone rang to offer me a job, and I hadn't even looked. Or people seeing ones everywhere, you know, all the the numerological uh, master numbers yes actually yeah one of our interviews recently also she was telling us her spirit guides she cannot hear them but they manifest to her through master numbers and through uh feathers she sees feathers oh yes yes i hit, I hit that one too yeah whenever she would uh, a good thing or bad thing would happen it's like her spirit guides telling her because she cannot communicate with them directly so they manifest through numbers and feathers again that's for another episode <laughs> when we get to call you again <laughs> definitely if, you, if you're ever interested i'd love to hear more stories and i'd love to share more so if you ever if you're ever interested let me know yes, of course of course we'll, we'll try to bring in uh, uh another person from the your side of the world from denmark 
so that the the time difference won't be that much. <laughs> She's definitely some uh someone you might want to talk to. We I actually saw her on Reddit, and the reason I got in touch with her because she was very active on Reddit, giving people advice on how to protect themselves from maybe entities or you know, and the advice sounded so similar to what we heard from the exorcist. That's why. I knew, or she she knows her stuff, <laughs> similar to you and yourself, and Sam and the others. When we were in the call with her, she would they would say that for some reason she was she kind of like had a different light, different. She was glowing, so there. Oh, that that is super interesting. Yeah. I, I'd love to meet. I've, I've actually met a few light bringers as well. Oh, really? Okay. In the past, yes, because it's it's, it's super interesting because um. There's there's all these different theories around it. Like uh, there's some there, there's several people that can are convinced that I'm a light bringer, but I just don't know enough about it to be honest to to say if that's true. Because obviously, yes, I have a lot of weird abilities and I can help. But like I said, I I also find it incredibly difficult to because I lose my sense of identity, which they say that if if you do it right, you wouldn't have that. So obviously, I'm not doing I'm I'm not doing something right in that. So that's why I decided not to continue. But I, I find it very fascinating uh, subject light bringers because they, they actually actively help and and they know the same things I know, but they know of, but they but they're able to use it better. Maybe we could yeah maybe we could ask her for the next one. You could jo- you, we could have you also. So that at least you could connect because we asked her if she has a community there in Denmark and she said no. Because again, probably because of the beliefs of the of the culture. So I'm uh, going to head out because uh, okay. I have to <laughs> take you. care of. But it's, it's, I, I, it's so difficult because I, I, honestly, I could keep talking. This is, uh... <laughs> we could keep listening also. But thank you. Thank you for giving us your time and sharing your stories. I hope we, we get to reconnect again. Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure. And um, I, I know my boyfriend is really interested to hear if what comes out of this interview as well. So if you have a link or anything. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you to Jamie for spending a few hours with us comparing notes about elementals and the understanding of the invisible world we all traverse and coexist with. After our conversation, I realized she did say that she did not have any bad experiences with elementals. And this kind of made me realize that maybe, just maybe, if we learn to be aware of our impact on the environment and learn to take care of the environment, maybe these entities, which we do not see, will react to us the same way. Our recklessness and our negative energy spill over to their dimension and so we should treat them with respect as well. This is not our last conversation with Jamie since we are a fan of crossovers. We actually invited Maria again, the light worker, and Jamie to connect. Watch out for that one in one of our future episodes. To say it was mind-blowing might be an exaggeration, yes, but we discover a new entity or a new spirit, which is very timely given that the Loki TV series just ended. A cliffhanger on that entity for now, but feel free to email us at paranormalsph at gmail.com if you have any stories that you want to share. If you're in a different country and you want to share what you've experienced there, please do. Let us know. We're forever trying to bridge the experiences across the seas to see the difference and the similarities 
and all the things we've experienced. Let's try to find out more about synesthesia. The Paranormal Podcast is engineered and produced by F90 Productions. When you can, please rate and review our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or whichever platform you prefer. Thank you for listening. And stay safe.